Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming back to the to the book itself and some of the themes you've picked up on, we've mentioned with the villains that they are more realistic, aren't they? They're not as large than life. Okay, Sanchez has got this amazing charisma, but he was clearly based on you know the Noriegas and all those sort of uh, people. The Living Daylights, you've got two realistic villains with different aims and not necessarily, you know, they, they don't really know what the other one's doing all the time. Yeah, so there's like there weren't villains with layers, I think you were saying, and. It wasn't sort of building up to that that classic encounter at the end because in Living Daylights you've it's sort of done away with killing the main baddie. You've got Koskov who just goes to prison, and then Whitaker's like almost a, an add-on mission, isn't it, to kill him? Yeah, I, I mm. did watch Epilogue. it, and it, it it always feels slightly yeah. disconnected because the the stuff in Afghanistan is so cool. I think they blow a lot of stuff up really well. Yeah, yeah. they really yeah. blow a lot of stuff, and they still have the gag. So I'm I'm always pleased when a builder gets knocked over and there's a naked man in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't it's not a it's not a pigeon double take, but I'll take it because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know it is it is good to see, and and so it does feel slightly tacked on at the end. And again, Whitaker because he's a little undeveloped. Yeah, there's a there's absolutely a desire to just just shift that. But I think that was happening somewhat, you know, previously in, in the movies they were moving in that direction. For your eyes only, you think that Christatos is the good guy, and and that that flips, and it's actually yeah, Colombo. Yeah. So they they were trying to embrace more complexity. I just think it's it feels fully formed with Living Daylights, and then very very much so with License mm. to Kill. They're settled, and Dalton gives. The writers and John Glenn, the director, the ability to have a, a, that consistent vision in the movies because he takes on the the realism of of the role and the seriousness of the role. And you know, they're proper thrillers. You don't have Roger Moore's personality sort of pulling against that. Or his, I mean, it's odd with Roger Moore because you watch some of his other movies. I don't know, North Sea Hijack or something, and he can be that tough guy. He doesn't have to be. It's just for whatever reason in Bond, he clearly thought. I think he thought Spy Who Loved Me was probably peak Bond for him, and so he's always pulling it back in that direction yeah, that's what the fans wanted well that he thought they did and well he, they i mean they made money i mean he's not wrong is yeah, he of course I mean, they, they did, did yeah. make money relentlessly so. <laughs> but we, we have mentioned particularly license to kill much more use of violence and even torture from the start pretty much the first scene isn't it where dario 
and Sanchez are torturing this lover that Lupe's with. And you're like, hang on, what's, this is pretty... <laughs> Yeah. Goodness me! And I mean, again, did... a lot of it was cut from the TV version. Yeah, but yeah. it's still bad in the TV version. I remember still <laughs> thinking the TV version was but, a bit yeah. much. And it's another, you know, you don't see everything, yeah. so you see the is it a stingray tail or stingray something? Tail. Yes. Yeah, stingray tail. That's from and the, then, the Fleming you know, story. Yeah, you don't you don't see it connecting with her, but you you see like her face in pain, oh. which is awful, and then later on you see the wounds. <laughs> Yeah. And then he yeah. says, you know, uh, did he promise you his heart? You know, uh, yeah. give, give her his heart. And then and then you hear the, you know, <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't have to show, you know, they do no. show stuff in that film, but sometimes you don't always have to. And, you know, I think they do that really well. What did he promise you? His heart? Give her his heart. No. No, Franz. I didn't mean any harm. It's all right, baby. No te preocupes. Huh? We all make mistakes. Your escapades are getting more creative. Por favor, Franz. Not a word. <laughs> I, I think so, and I think that all these these things were were hinted at in earlier Bond movies. You think about um, yeah. Thunderball that Largo is going to torture uh, Domino, and he's got the cigarette and the ice as Neil the cigar, and he's you know yeah. this for heat, this for heat, and this for cold, or, or whatever he says, and it, it just brings it forward. It, it possibly, if there's a criticism, does it push it too far for that audience accessibility? Maybe I think it works in the context of the movie. When Lighter gets eaten by the shark, you get a, a low a low angle through the water, and they, yeah. they actually use the amputee <laughs> yeah. for the shark. Yeah. Think, oh, he's got no leg. Yeah. Which I never saw on TV. I was watching no, no. it, but it still oh, surprises yeah. me. Yeah, it does, does was, me I'm well, not yeah. sure that shot was in the original UK cut. I wonder if that's been... No, I, I think I might have heard that that's been added, yes, since added the, in. That, that was never in the UK yeah, yeah, cut. Because, yeah, because, you know, it was cut slightly differently to... Tie it on his face is it, enough, though, isn't it? It's, it's so Edison's awful incredible. to watch. Yeah. He does really well. It's really nice that we have, at that point, a Felix Leiter we recognise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, yeah. great move, it, that. Which it adds to it. weight. Yeah. It adds, absolute adds weight to the role because as said, John Terry, who's living daylights, is just doesn't is, really yeah. do much. In the, it, and it's not his fault particularly. But No, he's, he's my lighter. Hedison is my lighter. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's, he's, he's I want to go golfing with him. I want to be his best. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, well, that's the sure. thing, isn't it? He, he, <laughs> he is the lighter that you think would be James Bond's best mate. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. what... That dynamic be, works so much, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Even Jeffrey though he's playing, right, playing opposite <laughs> two Bonds, two Bond actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he works He works in Live and Let Die as well, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's so good that, that it's the same the same lighter that in the book incarnations of those yeah. two films... Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this Super. is the kind of nauseating detail you were interested. In. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is good. This is what we want. <laughs> it is violence, and it's much worse than the other ones. But it's not just for violence' sake, is it? It means something. No. And that's why it. That's why it's so effective. And and some of it is just adding a bit of blood. You think about when Crest is in the decompression chamber, and you. Oh. That's not that different to Kananga, Mr. Mm. Big blowing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know, it's, it, it has a similarity to that, but it's just, you know, adding a bit of reality, which was that would be messy. And it has a great joke about laundering the money yeah. as yeah. well, yeah. Which, is, yeah. which, is, which is, and it punctures the violence. And that yeah. humour is there to puncture the violence. And again, that's an example of Sanchez sort of giving the line, rather yeah. than if Bond had yeah. done that and then Bond said a similar yeah. joke. He's in the water something. in the background watching it. Yeah, yeah. he just says a line to Pam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a nice, it's a nice little subtle reference to Goldfinger as well. So Mr. Solo's had his thing, and he's yeah. crushed, but then he gets the, he pulls the money out of out of the crushed car. It's that same kind yeah, of thing, yeah. of, you know, mm. referencing a mm. a bad guy not worrying about his money getting crushed. We'll sort that later. Yeah. We'll destroy the person first. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my money. I swear. It's right in the middle. It's mine. You think I'm stupid? Huh? You rip me off, then use my own money to pay someone to kill me? You want it so bad. I'm fighting! what you yeah. think about Barry to Cayman between the oh, two films. Yes. I always miss Barry, but I think Cayman does a really good job. Um, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I always think it's a shame when the main theme is not woven into the movie, and I miss that in yeah. in, in License to Kill. Because mm. yeah. in Living Daylights, it's done so well, because you have all these multiple themes. You have oh, the R theme, yeah, but then you have yeah. the two pretenders songs, and it's yeah. all woven in, and so oh. everything has, has resonance. And I was listening to your, your Necros interview with Andreas. I'm not going to pronounce his surname correctly. <laughs> But, you know, and he has a theme tune. Yeah, he's a killer with a theme yeah. tune. I'm fascinated. I'm going to mention this because I was watching Living Daylights, like I said at the weekend, and I'm fascinated in, in, a, in a gap between the first time we see Neck, Neck Cross at the, 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 the park in Vienna, the Prater, and you see him in the background with Saunders, and he has a full bunch of balloons. And later on, he only has three or four. So I'm just wondering how much is Necros charging for balloons? Is he selling these? Does he do this with all his other undercover roles? Is he got like a side hustle going yeah. where Necros is making money out of <laughs> so his various disguises? I did it when people get in touch with him. like, And he's like, I don't know. I only do two. I do no panel balloons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which one's pa- going to work here? Pam and James are living in Jamaica selling fish, while uh, Tom <laughs> yeah. Cross is living next door selling milk bottles and. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Absolutely. Can yes, absolutely be Andreas, did you create this backstory where you were uh, on the moonlighting as that <laughs> genuine <laughs> balloon salesman? <laughs> that's, a, that's real investment for an assassin. That's a real yeah. investment yeah. in yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. De Niro was a taxi driver for months. You know, yeah. before taxi yeah. driver it was Andreas a balloon salesman. <laughs> well, I was say, do, do all the balloons. 
say Schmitz-Bionum and there's yeah, like yeah. loads of kids yeah. running around Vienna with Schmitz-Bionum. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't <laughs> say that one. Don't say that one. <laughs> was, it, was it like when he saw Saunders like, hang on, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got the marker pen out like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, a, it's a nightmare. Anyway, look, uh, back to Michael Kamen. I think he I think he does a bang-up job. I think he brings in the flamenco guitar and those sounds and oh, he, yeah. he brings in there's some scenes that do remind me of things like Die Hard, but that's that's yeah. fine. But he uses the Bond theme really well. He doesn't use it excessively, but when he does use it, it, it works well. And that gun barrel is superb. Oh, yeah. It is tone, it? a superb really gun barrel. It's my favourite gun barrel because it's like how <laughs> you surprise people with a gun barrel. Well, that's how you surprise people with a gun barrel. Mm. And it's an amazing moment. <laughs> Stakes are immediately hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good. I, I, I loved everything he did. There's that track on the uh, soundtrack, License Revoked, which is yeah. just yeah. every moment of that is just perfection as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will always like um, the, the phrase I keep thinking about with Barry is Barry's fingerprint, but I never mind it. I, I will never, ever mind. Anyone who's an artist, you're always, you're always going to have a jump off point with your own production, aren't you? You're always going to leap off from somewhere and have your own inspirations. And why not be inspired by Barry, you know? Oh, yeah. Why ever not? Which is why I really like what um, David Arnold brought to the, mm. the Bond world mm. as well. Yeah. I thought, like, while I, I'm not sure, everything completely worked. This goes with the greatest of respect. I thought that, that the effort was just always absolutely there and and for the most part came off brilliantly mm. i think it's good music it, it fits the, the feel of the film i think he he knows when to put music in he knows when not to put music in a lot of the tanker chase doesn't have music and it doesn't need it i don't think mm. so when you get to the bond team when the kenwood truck raises up it's oh, a yeah. real oh, touch the air yeah, yeah. It, it, you know really it's brilliant isn't it it's cool. it's yeah, it's, and that, that's a perfect use of the bond music because it's yeah, like it a move yeah. that only bond would only, probably only think bond. of and yeah and yeah. you know, and as much as we, it is a dark and gritty film, and everything, it does have Bond moments in. Yeah. You know, just slightly, you know, slightly lighter bits. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, the whole the whole the water skiing scene, which is terrific. Yeah. It's just full of. And I also so love. I love Chris trying to describe it later on, like he's trying to describe yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but I, lo I, lo I love David Arnold, and, and I, one of my favourite things about Tomorrow Never Dies is the, is the score and yeah. how yeah. they decided to put Surrender at the end of the film and not at the start of the film. I will never oh. understand because the KD. <laughs> KD Lang's theme, I think, is by far one of the best Bond songs of the modern mm. era. You get both, controversial. though. You do get both, but when you hear the KD Lang, the start of that, where it goes, bam, 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 wow, 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 you're just like, that's a Bond film. I know yeah. I'm in a Bond film. Whereas the other one is fine, but I don't feel Bond film. This looks like a controversial opinion. No, no, it's not. I, no. I, it's not a controversial opinion outside of this, but I think Rob's quite a big fan of uh, <laughs> yeah, Cheryl not, Crow's not, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, and... not, not at the expense of, of no, 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 no. human interaction. I do really like point, it. I do really like uh, Crow's theme. Yeah, I, I, but, I, but again, I'm not, I'm not against surrender so it's like no, no, as you no, say yeah. you mm. can have them both I'm, yeah I'm, i i think tomorrow never dies as time goes on will prove to be really underrated across all fronts 
Actually. Yeah. yeah. So, Surrender ties into the score superbly. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And again, yeah. that's what I was talking yeah. about. I miss with yeah. like, Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I'm, I'm, yeah. Weaving. I'm you get it in Live and Let Die, and you get it in Spy Love Me, and you get it with Jared um, yes. Burnley with Bull County score. They all interweave it. So I think it's a shame <laughs> when you don't get those <laughs> moments. Yeah. And I think, I think we, we did an episode on. Uh, well, some of the license to kill the songs. We've done two episodes on the songs of them. It's a song-heavy soundtrack. Dirty Love is genius. Oh, it is. Dirty Love! That's a really interesting Bond scene because that the James Bond does not belong in that bar. You know, no, this is no. not a bar where they're going to mix you a martini. This is, mm. you know, you can't walk in. And yeah. it's, again, it's a great out of comfort zone. And the music is kind of wrong for a Bond film. I think it's brilliant, but it's... Uh, he, yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's taking his life into his own hands by me- wearing a cardigan while he's in there. <laughs> 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 but it does feel very Bond. It, almost, it could almost oh, be in a Roger Moore film, couldn't it, though? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a superb, very yeah. 80s piece of... Yeah, Michael Kamen, he's written so many songs for films, like for Robin Hood. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just... It's incredible to think that there could have been a Bond song written by him somewhere. Well, but I, think, the, I don't the, know whether he was called in later because John Barry was unavailable. There, there is this know. missing theme that was written by Eric Clapton. And yes, I, that's I, I right, don't know if yes. Cayman was involved. Yeah. So Cayman and Clapton worked together, I think, on Lethal Weapons yeah, 3, they do. don't they? Uh, yeah, I think all, all of them. All the Lethal Weapons, yeah. they, they yeah. worked together. And they did something for License to Kill and the producers said no. And it had yeah. a big flick. The guitarist that John Barry used in the 60s was on the soundtrack. Yeah. And I've never heard it. I'm not aware that it's available anywhere. No. Years ago, there was a, a terrific CD of music which had alternatives and it had, you know, things like Mr. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, the, the, the different versions and the Anthony Newley original recording of Gold. Oh, yeah, yeah. But never heard the Clapton, whatever <sighs> it is. Mm. And you're just like, where is, I kind of want to see this. I need yeah, to, I wanted, to yeah. hear this. Where is this? But I think Licensed Skill, the Gladys Knight theme is fine. That came as a package. So that was a the music for the, for the movie, the, the, the songs, not the Cayman score. Licensed Skill, uh, Patti LaBelle's song, If You Ask Me yeah. To At The End, yeah. Dirty Love, and The Wedding Party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget oh. that. Classic. They all came as a, as a package from a, a music publisher. They were like engaged by it. So they all came sort of together. And then we then used mm. in the movie. So it's more of a contractual arrangement. But yeah. it is a shame because, I, yeah, I'd loved to see... Um, did he co-write um, "I Hate to Say It" from *Lethal Weapon 3 that Sting sings? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's tr- that's great. I could, I could. I had to say. That's terrific. Yeah, so I could have, diff- you know, yeah. <laughs> that would have been. Cool. Oh yeah, he's, he's done loads of, with Brian yeah. Adams, particularly. Yeah, They're well, all for love as well. So from yeah. Three Musketeers*. But yeah, at least for the "If You Ask Me To," we get the recall of the line, don't we? That is incorporated into the script, which yeah. is like the callback, which is quite nice. But, yeah. yeah. What do we think about? I need to ask this because I'm hundred. Oh. I'm so divided on the winking fish. Oh, is the winking fish <laughs> a, a masterstroke or is it's it too odd, an odd <laughs> moment at the end of the movie? It's hard I've to analyse now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, We're not objective. Nobody's ever asked you about carry. your winking fish before. No. I don't <laughs> it has never bothered that... me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. I can... It's just never bothered me. I've been. No. I've just been overwhelmed by two hours of. Yeah. Masterclass, <laughs> yeah, but, and we've got Patti LaBelle going on in the background, yeah. which I'm not yeah. the biggest fan. But I have to confess, since what? doing this podcast, I have I have yeah. appreciated it far more because it comes up in pretty much every conversation. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, to be honest, the winking fish. Yeah, I give it a pass. It's fine. It's all yeah. right. That's fair yeah. play. And the other fish, of course, that 
when he wakes up in Sanchez's bed. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's frightening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's evil. a weird evil. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Very Fish strange. out of water. Symbolism. Yeah, absolutely. So, and just a wonderfully surreal moment, though, isn't it, when he wakes up? Yeah. There and, and yeah. yeah. I think we should just talk about some of the key, the key actual scenes in the two films. So if, if we start with the Loon Daylights, you mentioned that Timothy Dalton wasn't quite ready, was he? He wasn't on board until later in the day. So they'd already filmed some of it. Yeah. But I think it, I think it works really well that you don't see Bond for quite a oh, while. It's... In well, the same think, way George Lazenby in On a Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, Saturday. absolutely. And I think, I think I'm think i sure I've read Glenn saying that he wanted to imitate that. He wanted to... to bring yeah. Him. But it's all action. I think it's a wonderful thing because he doesn't speak until he's, he's on, the, on the... You know, yeah. it's all about physicality and movement. And Dalton yeah. did a lot more of the stunt work than the producers will have wanted him to out there with yeah. the second unit and then throwing himself around on the top of that Land Rover. Yeah. And you just get intensity. Yeah. You know, when I watched like, Living Daylights again, I, I really noticed his eyes. He does so much work with his eyes as an actor. Mm, it yeah. shows you what he's thinking constantly and his emotionality yeah. and it's but it's a physical opening isn't it uh, yeah. just on his eyes yeah I've, I think <laughs> I've heard it before but I know you know on, on James Bond radio when they when they like talking about Tim and everything like those wolf eyes you know he's like a wolf yeah. <laughs> he did <laughs> a documentary about wolves didn't he, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rob you're going to bring out one of your Dalton pictures now <laughs> Would you like from your office? Well, I think it's about time. Isn't it? Now, why didn't you wait until you're out? It's a beautiful thing. That's James Bond, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's my it's my James Bond. It's not everyone's James yeah. Bond. It's my James Bond. I think that pre-title sequence. I mean, it might be a future episode that we do the best pre-title sequence. Think about. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah. But I I think the Living Daylights is right up there because it's uh yes, introducing yeah. Bond. It's really clever how you. You know, I mean, we know who it is, but, you, yeah. you know, objectively sort of, you don't know who who, who could be Bond. And then yeah. it's both linked to the main plot of the film, but also like an action sequence with a beginning like and an end in its own right, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and I, I just think it's it's terrific. And you do, you, you do really feel that it's Dalton, you know, that he's the man. It's not, you know, oh. bless him. It's not Rod, you know, it's not stuntman in a brown wig. <laughs> Um, yeah you know you feel that it's dalton hanging off the side of a land rover on you know on the side of a you know the incredible rock of gibraltar so yeah i I think i think it's right up there you know he gets gets a woman at the end of it for all the talk of monogamy and stuff i mean the very first yeah yeah but you don't you don't actually see him like kiss or anything which i think is interesting and And, sorry love no don't yeah i'm I'm not saying i'm just saying yeah and he doesn't seduce her or anything of the sort yeah yeah she's like she's just saying about oh they're all tennis pros i felt a little you know a little (laughs) yeah Amorous R- intention of my own there, John. Well, <laughs> it is Friday night anyway. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I need to use your phone very quickly. And, yeah. and even though he says yeah. Bond, James Font Bond, he's completely disinterested, isn't he? He's like, I'm, I'm getting it's, on with the yeah, mission. Yeah. So involved in the mission, yeah. He's so in- and and she's just attracted to him because he's a real man. You know, that's what <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Carrie, is it is it better make that too or better make yeah, that too? It it really does sound like it to me. Well better to make that too. <laughs> Is, you, is that, that the... two hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I... But it, it, yeah. it does sound like he says that's you know, 
Better make sense. Better make sense. Better make sense. I'm gonna. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you'll have to watch it again. <laughs> you'll have to. Yeah, yeah, oh, reason to watch it. Shit, oh, I watched the whole pre-title sequence. Oh, I did. Now, watch the whole yeah. thing. Well, I will. That's the problem. That's a, that's yeah. two odd hours gone. The way he's introduced it, like the head turn to the Bond theme, mm. it's just yeah. instantly right. That's it. Yeah. I love him. And also, yeah. helpfully, you've had you've already had M, which is the same M, you know, Robert Brown's yeah. M. Yes. To already put you in that place that this is this is Bond. And I just, I, I actually yeah. think the relationship Robert Brown really comes into his own with Dalton. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. He, he's fine in the others, but you kind of Bernard Lee's shadow is just lurking. But with Dalton, their relationship feels very different and yeah. feels Ooh, yeah, very yeah. very developed. Much more antagonistic, which is really interesting. That goes on to one of the themes in your book. You say that it, a bit like Daniel Craigsbond now, he's far less likely to listen to authority. Whereas Roger Moore was always, yes, okay, he annoyed, he annoyed um, the whole time, but he always respected him. He yeah. wouldn't want to upset him. Bernard Lee especially respected him, didn't he? But now we've got, you know, if he fires me, I'll thank him for it. And Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot I- more bristly, isn't it? He is, and I get there's almost an element of self-loathing that, that comes in here to the job and the work mm. and the difficulty of it. Because, you know, Dalton, Dalton's Bond does know that he's he's a killer, and that is not a nice yeah. thing to be. Mm. So, again, there's this, this tension or contradiction in, in his, his character where he it, there's this thing he does, and, you know, he's doing it for Queen and Country, and, and in licensed skill, he's doing it for, for personal reasons. But at the same time, you know, it's a nasty business. Whereas with Roger Moore, you kind of, Roger Moore kills people in the most gentle way possibly. In this <laughs> like, you know, he, Roger Moore's Bond, and, and I know there are exceptions, but you think about Moonraker or Spy Love Me, he doesn't feel touched by any of it. It doesn't, you know, it, this is not a man who's going to drink, you know, a bottle of vodka afterwards because he's born <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, he's just down in the bar finding another woman to spend some time with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is a little five days yeah. till I yeah, check yeah. out. <laughs> Roger, Good stop, luck. please. <laughs> Roger, <laughs> it's, it's a long time, isn't it? <laughs> what a lad. <laughs> um, there was something you mentioned, Carrie, that yeah. um, I've been desperate to ask you about. Is, okay, um, you felt that when Dalton has finished in License to Kill that there's a finality there to mm. that series of the, all that portion of the franchise and that everything yeah. from that point is from another jump off point and another incarnation of the character. Almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'll just be clear. I'm not going down the, uh, it's different people with the same code name thing. Oh so. yeah, yeah. No, I, I never inferred that, that. That's not for you, I, but it's just like, yeah, it's a crazy yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is, I, yeah. <laughs> um, if it wasn't for Desmond Flewellyn in Goldeneye, I would say that was a reboot, Goldeneye, yeah. because it yeah. feels so different. And that's not a criticism, but if, if if he's the only, you know, sort of holdover, I know it could be Broccoli was involved, but he was quite ill by this point, so it's pretty much a new producing team. Mm. There is a, an interesting circularity, if you if you think about Dr. No and, and all the way to, to License to Gill, and I, I, I talk about the, the, the guns in, 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 the, in the movie a bit, because Dalton and Bond has a wolf for PPK, and he gets that in, in Doctor No. He has a Beretta Two yeah, Five, uh, which is mm-hmm. the, the gun from the, so the, the novels. And Fleming used that gun until the real Major Boothroyd wrote him a letter and said, "You know, that's a that's a lady's gun." And Fleming was like, "Okay, what gun should I have?" And so he changed the guns. The gun sort of represents Bond's legitimacy, and it's a symbol of power. We don't. You can get quite Freudian about these things, but it's an extension of of, of his job. The point where M in license skill wants to take it off him. And he refuses. It's a, it's a powerfully symbolic moment. It's, it's sort of the the father figure trying to take authority back, mm. and Bond saying, "No, I'm going to keep this." And then the, eventually he he loses that gun. Sanchez takes it, and he ends up with a Beretta, yeah. which is 
a very similar model to the one and it's almost like we've gone back and he's mm. you know i talk about him symbolically sort of growing up but he's detaching from the father figure and doing what he wants he's making his own decisions and that's that's a very different thing for bond to do and i think it does sort of create a, a certain circularity it does signal the end of a lot of those people being involved in the movies where and richard mybaum as well the screenwriter mm. that's the you know he's yeah, been pretty much one. there yeah. all on not quite yeah. on all of them but pretty much on all of them it's yeah. like his last one morris binders last time he did the title sequence yeah so it does it does feel like the end and there's a funny dalton quote i didn't put in the book but i saw it where he's he was in an interview and he said he he felt like this was the last one when he made license mm. skill he, he said just had a feeling that somehow this was the last one wow, wow. and it's a really interesting and i i, I did i wish i put it in I don't think I saw it at the time. I thought I saw it later. It's bloody typical. But a sense with, yeah, Bond's character goes out on his own and does his own thing and doesn't need those things. But you get the phone call. I always find the phone call with lighter lights is always a bit too cheerful at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm here with one leg and half an arm and my wife's dead. But, you know, how, James, how are you doing? But, um, <laughs> yeah, but enough, Google, enough about me. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Because we never see Dalton's Bond sort of go back in with them. It's sort of like, yeah, 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 Bond's out now. And the, it, it feels like that. And yeah, maybe he's on the beach with Pam and... I'm buying into this now. The more yeah. I'm... Yeah, I've got full yeah. buy-in now on this. The more I'm thinking yeah. there. So, that James Bond. And, you know, Brosnan's <laughs> Bond, there are very few callbacks because we don't get Felix, for instance. Um, we never mention... Tracy, unless I yeah. missed some sort yeah, of round. No, 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 right. no. Other than the the, the 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 naval uniform makes a reappearance, the sort of commander bomb yeah. stuff. It feels, you know, even the MI six M- MI six building is completely different. We're in the, mm. the new offices, yeah. and he's so got he's got uh, yeah, yeah, he's right. got his own allies. You know, he's got there's Judy Dench's M, there's Michael Kitchens, Tanner, there's uh, Colin Salmon, there's Charles Robinson, yeah, yeah. Zakowski. So yeah. Yeah, it's all like it. I, I believe that Zagowski might originally have been Pushkin from Living Daylights and it was ah, rewritten. Right. I believe Pushkin was going to be in GoldenEye when Michael France was writing screenplay oh. and it, the character evolved. Wow. That would have been really... Of course, if Dalton had come back, that would have been cool, but they changed it and Zagowski's great, so... Yeah. But- yeah, yeah they get two great Definitely. characters. The whole wanting a new actor, particularly for the studio. I think I, don't, I think you mentioned in your book the fact that the prequel to GoldenEye set in 1986. Yeah, if you did the math, was that yeah. done as a tribute, sort of, to his missing chance? poo-poo the Dalton era, we hope. I, I've no idea what the writers uh, were thinking. It's interesting because it allows them to go back into a Cold War scenario, and it also draws yeah. attention. To the Cold War, and it's the, the you know the Golden Eye title sequence is great with all the women bashing mm. the you know the images of Stalin oh, and then symbolically superb. destroying the, the you know the, the end of the Cold War. So there's an element of that, but uh, it's just sort of yeah, if, if it's sort of like oh well yeah, we're gonna skip forward and ignore those two great adventures you had, and and it's like the Brosnan's the new Bond, and he should have always been Bond, and a lot of people thought that of course. So yeah, I guess you could argue you know there's an element of that. I always just thought it was odd that it goes back to then but it skips it skips out my bond mm. and I, I want my bond i don't want my bond skipping out my bond's integral to these mm. things so yeah it's just a personal view on it i have no idea what the script writers were. we've got to talk about a guy that we've talked about in nearly every episode <laughs> and i think it defines the whole sort of i don't know just bonds the character arc and his growth especially on the mission it's got to be saunders hasn't it i think it's really I love good it that, so much. That, that such a side character does have such growth and a, a clearly yeah. defined arc and he isn't just disposable so when he does die and it's a nasty death. Oh, horrible. Really? Yeah. 
apparently they filmed something that implied he'd been cut in half. Oh. And, the a- and the actor was there and covered Son. in culture or whatever all day and it was, it was all cut out. And there was going to be a line when um, the stretcher was brought in. Dalton was supposed to say, I think you need two. But oh. Better make that's two. Jeez. No, sorry, that's not two. Not now. Not now. So good. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a great moment because it, it means Saunders' death means something. Mm. Um, because we've had a little journey with him from being, you know, a bit of a stuck-up ass to actually mm. softening and understanding Bond and becoming around to being a decent guy. It's also really good detail that somebody on Twitter showed the other day where Dalton drinks a coffee in the cafe and he pulls a face like this. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Really crap I have ever drunk in my Such life. Such good acting. What yeah. a wonderful little moment just to throw that <laughs> yeah. in. It doesn't mean anything, you know, the, yeah. the plot, but it just gives us a little bit of, of yeah, Bond would hate that coffee. So, yeah. He hates mm-hmm. the coffee. So yeah, good. that definitely feels like something Dalton brought than a direct, oh, you know, yeah. a note or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, very much. Where's Whitcanal? At his place in Tangier. Well done. Good luck. Uh, Saunders. Thanks. He's with Whitaker in Tangier. Brad Whitaker, the American? You know him. He's a patron of the arts. Georgi said he'd help me. How soon do we have to go? Immediately. I promised Georgi I'd get you back as soon as I could. Can't we stay here a few days? No. We leave first thing in the morning. His reaction to the death is just is one of the best scenes, isn't it? The, the, I love the, when he jumps balloon. over and he's he's got the gun pointed at the kids. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that rage actually, you know, then has you know, it's echoes in license to kill. So we see that power. Yeah. Yes, when he fierce. bursts the balloon and everything, and the anger, you know. Oh. I mean, I can't. I, you know, I can't imagine Roger it, really doing no. doing that that or any of them previously. No. I mean, like did show think... anger, but not absolutely yeah. like no, not, losing it. Not Roger, Roger did some really effective ways in terms of, say, let's say Ferrara and how he kicked mm. Lock over, and and he also was really he was really emotional towards VJ. But what yes. you see from yeah. Dalton is just sheer rage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is, yeah. it is, and it's like he's that because he's not thinking about anyone else that's there at that time. You know, it's just him and the balloon almost. And... Oh. 
Yeah, it's very powerful. And again, it's that's that, that's his, his acting style, and and that's what, what he brings to it. But that's you know the directors, nobody just going, yeah, go for it. Let's let's do that. And they you know they advertise that movie as the you know the new James Bond living on the edge or the most dangerous Bond ever was the other one. It's like yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he is. looks like it. <laughs> oh. The sort of contrast though you, you get very much from the last few Bond films would be like the cello chase. Mm. That does feel like it. It was ready-made set piece for whoever was going to be Bond. And Dalton, I don't know, he, he he's game, isn't he? He's, mm, he can do he those has, scenes. I think he has really a lot well. of fun, particularly in daylight. See, yeah, it's it's not that he can't do it. It's just that's not maybe what he wants to do with the character. But he, yes, they sit in yeah. that cello case. They have a lot of fun. It's a great fun scene, and, and yeah. the car chase is great. And the, the, you know, it's great to be back in a, a really cool Aston Martin. And all those sorts of moments, and and he does have fun with that. Yeah, so he can do the lighter stuff, and it, it plays and cuts really well when they throw the cello over the border crossing and mm. waving mm. the passports and stuff. Glad I insisted you brought that cello. So the lighter side is there and, and then we move into the romantic side. So there's different aspects to his Bond that he plays off and he switches between them really well. So, you know, actually the scene with Saunders' death comes after the Ferris wheel, comes after the actually mm. kind of kiddie-ish, you know, the, the guy who runs the Ferris wheel is making fun of them when they go <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. It's cute. You want another line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, just think about all these emotions, though, that Dalton is doing. It's, it's so good. It is. It is. It's brilliant. John, your your favourite scene, you think, in Living Daylights, when he storms in on Pushkin and basically I, doesn't trust him, does he? When I think of Dalton's Bond, there's a few, but I think that this is the one that sums him up most perfectly because I think you've got that absolute rage. You, you can see he's a killer. Mm. He, is a, he is a spy here. The, the whole use of... Pushkin's wife, strip her naked, absolute mm. no respect, use her as the distraction. But you can see the, he's got his point in the gun at Pushkin, but you can almost see the conflict mm. in him yeah. in terms of, I've got my orders, but I'm not entirely sure this is it. And I, I think that that scene is absolutely outstanding. I think it's helped that you've got a phenomenal actor playing off him in John Reese davis as yeah. well. I think, you know, they're yeah. superb. And I think it always helps when Dalton's got the, the baggy beige suit yeah. on as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. But also, John Barry's music as well comes yes. in. Yes. It's another different use of the theme, the Living Daylights Aha theme, but it's, uh, you know... I, no, it, it is true. It works think so well. Is anything wrong? 
Bond. Don't make any sudden moves, General. Go to the table. Sit down. I take it that this is not a social call, 007. Correct. You should have brought lilies. May I ask why? Smiat Spionem. Smiat Spionem was a barrier operation in Stalin's time. It was deactivated 20 years ago. Two of our agents are dead. My condolences. We had nothing to do with it. Where's Koskov? He disappeared two weeks ago. I was about to have him arrested. Why? For misusing state funds. Involving Whitaker? That is a security matter and cannot be discussed. That was damn stupid! Get in the bathroom and lock the door. Stay where you are. Get down on your knees. Put your hands behind your back. You are professional. You do not kill without reason. Two of our men are dead. Koskov's named you. Why should I disobey my orders? I am in the dark as much as you are. It is a question of trust. Who do you believe? Koskov? Or me? If I trusted Koskov, we wouldn't be talking. But as long as you're alive, we'll never know what he's up to. Then I must die. It pinpoints him and, and he handles the gun well and you got the silencer on the, the yeah. water. And oh, silencer. And, oh. and he's just willing to be pretty brutal, you know, when he tells um, Pushkin he's been damn stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then he's like down on your knees and it's so cold. It really is. He's aware <laughs> his whole life is a compromise, I think, Dalton. Mm. He knows that every action he takes is just a compromise of his own position morally and his own government's position. This is the thing that I've I've really missed is the respect and love for, which I always felt was prevalent in especially Moore and Sean's movies, was that he's doing it for Queen and Country. Mm. Dalton was very hell-bent on that same mission, but he knew it came as, came as a cost. Came with a cost, sorry. No, I think I think that idea of compromise is, is a really interesting one. And he, he also respects Pushkin. We we talk about that. You mm. know, he is conflicted because he's dealt with Pushkin. Pushkin's a decent guy. He's on the opposite side, but he's a he's a stand-up sort of guy. So you don't want to kill this guy. And of course he doesn't. And and they, they have the great scene where, you know, he shoots Pushkin, absolutely perfect, brilliant shooting. You know, I've never been grateful that James Bond is such a good shot or whatever <laughs> yeah. Pushkin says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it's conflict and it's nuance to the character. It's 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 he doesn't just do what he's told. He's thinking about it, you know, because we know that Johan um, Krabber's character, whose name has literally just disappeared from Koskov. Koskov is he's clearly slimy git. So we know. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dodgy. So yeah, it works really well that scene. 
professional killer, absolutely, 100%. But I think that when uh, he's handling that ridiculously huge Walther rifle he's got. Oh, what a scene that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, and I just shout, can we bring back the little tuxedo that folds oh. over? Oh, oh yes. Instant assassin. It's fantastic yeah. that you get it back in license to kill. It's a little trademark adult that he has. And I think. It's espionage. Yeah, it That's is. Just, he, he, you know. Yeah, this this is a guy who... From which we love time here, I think. Absolutely. And, and the stripping over of the strap is always complimented by the wolf eyes. He's, oh, absolutely, yeah. he's yeah. absolutely glaring both times he does yeah. it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost like he flicks a switch and I'm in killer mode and I'm going to yeah. Yeah. ruthlessly kill people. And, and you know, Until he sees Cara, though. Yeah. yeah. Crucial. <laughs> what are you waiting for, Bond? Shoot yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other big character in Living Daylights is Necros yeah. and of course Bond doesn't really come face to face to him properly until the end fight which is just we mentioned the physicality of Dalton in the opening sequence and this is just it's so good isn't it it's, it is, it is good and it's really well cut with the stunt work that they do yeah. in the location mm. at the back it must of have it. taken so long to do that isn't it uh, yeah. yeah and it was very <laughs> very dangerous if, if you look at any of the yeah. making of stuff they were it was really risky uh, particularly yeah. once they they released all the bags that to, to, to come yeah. out and there was no weight in it you know dalton's there and then we talked about this sort of the start didn't we where the physicality of dalton is convincing he doesn't have to be this sort of superman mm. body mm. guy is yeah. i believe he's there fighting and but also the fact that he isn't so, so, sort of that like there's more risk as well because it looks yeah. like it's difficult you know you think about skyfall is is that you know craig has you know been shot in the shoulder and he still manages to hang off that elevator or lift or whatever they're going up the whole tower yeah, it's yeah. like that is so too much maybe yeah, superhero whereas, yeah yeah absolutely whereas dalton you know because of of the sort of you know he's a physical guy but he's not a superhuman guy so there's always that sense of threat going through and that's a really interesting thing and it's a great fight and and the guy who plays Necros, he does a really good job and because he comes from a ballet background the mm. fight i love the fight he has at the bladen yeah State yeah. when he oh, comes yeah. in, um, with uh, Green yeah. Four. Green Four, yeah. Green Four's a base. And oh. that's a great <laughs> yeah, and, and something something that's so good that I love about that is that it sets up. You you, you get the yeah. feeling right. Maybe Bond's going to have to come up, you know, against this guy at some point. You know, all all the way through. I mean, whether whether you think it or not, but then as soon as you as soon as he reappears as well. in in the yeah. uh, in the plane, you're thinking back. Well, you know, he what he did in the Absolutely. in the kitchen. You know, I, I really like that. Yeah, no, it's really. And they're not silly fights with like punch, punch, back, forth, but they're like quite difficult, realistic. You know, like mm. strangling, getting yeah. caught in the net, and yeah. it, you really feel like that both are putting their all into yeah, it. Yeah, and they bring the environment of the fight in yes. into it. You know, and the implements of the kitchen and the you know the different oh. the different <laughs> and then very different, very different places that at the back of it, an open plane and everything. Yeah. It's 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 tremendous. <laughs> So, so, it's really good stuff and there's real threat to it and there's there's real anxiety and I, you know in the back of your mind that, that Bond's not going to lose but we have to tease that he might lose for us yeah, yeah. I, I'd love the payoff you know with you know he got the boot yeah which it's is brilliant uh, it's, 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 <laughs> you know, they say Dalton can't do humor that's bloody brilliant that's good <laughs> the myths of James Bond yeah absolutely <laughs> a new series
license to kill. I mean, we touched upon all this to start with, but I think I think you did mention one. We've touched, you know, uh, <laughs> gone into detail. Uh, you say it's. I think you say at the start of the film, it's quite different to see Bond in a normal setting that we have. So he's at a wedding with his best mate and his, yeah. his wife to be. Who knew Bond had friends? You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, other than what Live and Let Die, when we see his Chelsea apartment and he. Has that ridiculous, you know, <laughs> the coffee? I love the coffee maker. Is that all it does? Yeah. Says, that's great. We'd never really see much about Bond's life, so to see him out of context at the wedding, being friends with people, and and you know, yeah, is it me or is Della slightly too affectionate? Oh well, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Where yeah. do we begin? Where do we get started here? Yeah. Open mouth kisses with the bride. <laughs> not on my, you know to-do list when I go to a wedding. <laughs> yeah, I, it was, yeah, so, you know, but she's a loving woman, clearly. And, yeah. um, you know, um, but it, it is it is affectionate and, and there's a real warmth between him and Felix. And again, yeah, having David yeah. Hedison helps with that, I think, because it, mm. it sort of has a shorthand relationship, doesn't it? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. And it's, again, it's about moving Bond out of the, the comfort zone, you know, him as a character, but us as an audience, uh, to a certain extent, because we don't expect us to see him. There. Yeah. And it, it, it does develop in and it does flesh out the background to his life that he is a person when he's not on a mission. There is something else going on. Yeah. And it works quite well. Now, thinking about it again, it's set against the end of Honor Majesty's is at the wedding. The start of this is at the wedding. What happens at the wedding or after it is the source of revenge. Mm. Of course, you said it should have happened in Diamonds Are Forever or whatever, but. Yeah, because every time I watch it, I still I'm having a good time at the wedding. I'm still like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah how good's this? Yeah. I'm never mm-hmm. like, oh no, what's about to happen? Yeah. I know what's coming. I'm just like, this is such a realistic almost. Well, happy it's a very wedding. hedonistic affair, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like diving fully clothed into fat. <laughs> yeah. and... How can you not enjoy this when wedding parties blasting <laughs> out in the background? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to know what the agents are getting paid, or maybe Della's the money. I don't know, but somebody's getting, somebody's putting on a really lavish display here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if secretly light has been dealing on the side with some of the yeah, of course, yes, yeah. yeah, the extra powder, you know, from the job. But no. by part at the DEA. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's cool, and I love um, Killifer as well because he's such an annoying character yeah. straight yeah. away. Mom, um, a terrific performance. Yeah, it puts it right up. He gives um, a nice like character beat and everything. Yeah, uh, he gives him Bond a little like punch in the shoulder and like he looks at his. Doesn't yeah. he? Have I, I mean, I've seen the yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, yeah. You That's must be hint, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's such a yeah. contrast between. You know how Bond Bonds on to him, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a class, it's like the red wine with fish. It's just there's something wrong with yeah. this guy, you know, he's doing things in, in the incorrect way. And so, yeah, he, he it's, it's a good performance. That the, the, the I can't remember the actor's name, he plays Killer, though. he's in 20s, yeah. Ever, Everett McGill, Everett McGill, yeah, yeah. Really, it is really the way good. he's sort of done away with is so good. Again, that's the revenge, <laughs> revenge part one, isn't it? Yeah, because he the that he's the betrayer to start with, isn't he? You could say yeah. you could almost be more annoyed with him than Sanchez, really. Oh, really. God, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, you know. yeah. For Sanchez, it is just business. This is what he does for Killer. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's betraying somebody he knows. He's been to his house. You know, he's just come over to kiss the bride and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, she, I know she kisses a lot. The, what, but... the way he says <laughs> kiss the bride. <laughs> yeah, the cigar. Hasn't yeah. he got a cigar? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we just hold it, Killer? <laughs> I know he says he, he he's obviously shocked that what's going to happen to Felix because he doesn't he suggest that oh right I thought 
I didn't think you were going to kill him or uh, there's something isn't there where he and, well, and he, he turns away you can't yeah, he, he, he's he, he, he pukes doesn't he, he but yeah. we don't yeah. see him yeah, yeah. basically going to go and puke and he's he's like he's a coward isn't he but, yeah oh and, yeah you know two million dollars is a hell of a chunk of dough as he says yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he's just been bought off, and and again that contrasts, you know, the the, the ideas of loyalty and money and, mm, and all those yes, things, uh, yeah. the themes that are sewed in through the movie. This is where you put your old buddy Felix. Not me. Chalk that one up to Sanchez and Crest. Two million dollars in that suitcase. I'll split it with you. You want it. You keep it, old buddy. It's a great fight scene, I think, in, in when Bond, you know, comes up into the Crest's fish oh, area with all the... So it's a really good scene that uses the environment really well as well. Mm. Yeah. Ele- electric eels portrayed well on screen for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us have been waiting years. <laughs> I mean, we keep going about it, but the acting of Dalton when he... Obviously, Felix mentioned his, his wife. He was married once, but then when he finds Della, it's just oh, yeah. we've it's not, not seen this before, have we? No, we've not. And it, you know, death suddenly means means something very personal. Yeah. And I mean, you you've mentioned VJ in um, Octopussy, but you know, okay, he's dead, and then we move on. So we have a moment, don't we, to think mm, yeah. about it? But it doesn't really pay off. But yeah, the, the emotionality. I love the moment where he sees um, the the buttonhole flower. When he's with oh, Chris, yeah. and you just see his face yeah. sort of dark, and he just worked out what's gone on. Yeah, and again, very subtle I- emotions. Um, I mean, he's deeply distressed about um, Della, and, and really shocked when he finds Felix. I mean, you know, real distress. And again, it's an emotional depth we we don't associate with these movies. So certainly not yeah. up to that point. So agree. Oh God, Felix. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stella! an ambulance here quick the M scene in uh, Hemingway House I, I thought I've never thought about that before but again it's more symbolism the fact that like you said of course the sort of father figure taking away the gun and all that symbolism but also he's M's presented as the baddie then mm. it's like he's going to his lair with the cats yeah. and he's almost like Blofeld inspector so yeah. I never thought about that before mm, well yeah. it's just interesting it's it's just you you throw the cats in and, and somebody's stroking you know he's like yeah. oh, you know, and you don't big. see him do you and he yeah. turns around so, and they're playing with the audience definitely playing with the codes to the audience definitely. there and it is it is deeply antagonistic it, it's it's a moment where, 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 where Dalton's Bond just you know refuses the, the sort of paternal authority that and represents M's a really interesting nickname because apparently it was Fleming's what he called his mother hmm. yeah yeah reading that somewhere but maybe in the Andrew Lissett biography or something years ago and it's like that that adds all sorts of interesting textures to this relationship <laughs> yeah. um but yeah we've always had respect and and actually some affection between you know Bond and M and the, the worst it ever really gets is on a Majesty's Secret Service where but money penny smooths it out and, and, and sorts it out and at, at the wedding mm. You know, M is pretty happy. I love how we in the wedding is exchanging notes with Drago about yeah. how <laughs> no, yeah. it's a really nice Very moment. Crisp. But yeah, but I do think Robert Brown's M definitely comes into his own in, in Dalton's film, and particularly in Licence to Kill. He's given some real dramatic mm. stuff to chew on. Mm. And, he, you know, he's clearly a professional. And to a large extent, he's right. Bond's doing yes. the wrong thing. But he does still care, though. Yeah, like, God help you, Commander. He does yeah, still... Yeah. He, despite all that, and he's tried, he doesn't want them to shoot at him, so he's still protective of them. Yeah, absolutely. You were supposed to be in Istanbul last night. I'm afraid this unfortunate lighter business has uh, 
clouded your judgment. You have a job to do. I expect you're on a plane this afternoon. I haven't finished here, sir. Leave it to the Americans. It's their mess. Let them clear it up. Sir, they're not going to do anything. I owe it to Leiter. He's put his life on the line for me many times. Oh, spare me this sentimental rubbish. He knew the risks. And his wife? This private vendetta of yours could easily compromise Her Majesty's government. You have an assignment. And I expect you to carry it out objectively and professionally. Then you have my resignation, sir. We're not a country club, 007. Effective immediately. Your license to kill is revoked. And I require you to hand over your weapon. Now. I need hardly remind you that you're still bound by the Official Secrets Act. And I guess it's uh, a farewell to arms. it's hinted at the end that that um, it'll all be all right and that M's got work for him and all those sorts of things. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's, oh. it's antagonistic, but there's still the undercurrent of, of, of warmth there as well, mm. which comes out later on. But he's exasperated. We see that in the in the brief money penny scene just before she she phones Q Branch, where you yeah. know you know Don't better than that. Me. He's you know he's gone after Sanchez and he's got to be stopped because you know <laughs> M has yeah. M has a department to run. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he's got a job. Bless him. And so there's that again tension between wanting to, to you know, bond to be bond, but also he's got to, he's supposed to obey orders. That's his job. Have you have you seen that that meme, Carrie, where there's a uh, no, this is ridiculous opening to a question, <laughs> but there is <laughs> two kids in a swimming pool with a dad, and one kid is drowning. Mm. Oh yeah, he's being yeah. held up, and the captions are the one that's being held up is the Daniel Craig era. <laughs> Is labelled Daniel Craig era. The one that's drowning is labelled Timothy Dalton, and the one that's holding him up is labelled something along along the lines of Bond fandom. Was yes. because to sure. me, that every, everything I'm seeing at the moment in in the current era of Bond has been done before, mm-hmm. but done so much better. In I think it's to kill. I mean, I, I I would agree, generally speaking, because the humanity, the emotionality. Uh, the physicality to a certain extent is a slightly different physicality, but the idea that Bond can get hurt is there. But I think when you look at um, Craig's one, in Casino Royale, there's this rawness to his Bond. He's Mm. not Bond yet, basically. I find it really weird how he goes from being not Bond in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace to being really bored of being Bond in Skyfall. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's constantly quitting. He doesn't want the job whatsoever. Yeah, there should be something in the gap where he actually has fun as Bond. And I, I do find that weird. But yeah, absolutely. The idea that we can get up where we did that, and the idea that you can have antagonistic relationship with them where we've done that, the idea that he can suffer and, and be conflicted, yeah, we did that. I think the relationships with women are way better in Dalton's movies. Absolutely. absolutely. Way, way better. More, you know, the more fleshed out characters and that they're, they're treated better. And so I, not only, who's amiable? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. No, so. Yeah, yeah it just, but it, it, it absolutely kills me when people say now, oh, it's the first time we've ever seen Bond dark and doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah. Being, you know, like having real emotions. Like, have you ever seen License to Kill? Ever? Well, I think the answer is no. I don't think, I think, I mean, for years, nobody watched on a Majesty's Secret Service. Exactly. Yes, yeah, it was, yeah. That was the Bond that we didn't talk about. That was the black sheep of the Bond family. George Blazenby was rubbish. He was so rubbish they got rid of him. That's not true, but that's what people no. said. And, you know, it took probably VHS for people, because it was never on TV, to actually start watching this. And people went, you know what? This is a bloody good movie. In fact, mm. this is a really good movie. And that Blazenby chap, he's not bad, really. No, no. Oh, it's so oh, yeah. true. And it's a shame he didn't, it's a shame he didn't stick around. Absolutely. Mm. It's not to sort of say the, the Craig stuff is bad because it's been done before, because we like stuff that's been done before. Yeah. It's not so much having to go at the films, it's more the sort of reaction to them, like you said, Rob, the meme. It's not having to go at Daniel Craig. It's, not, no, it's this I, easy to, you know, oh, yeah, that was done before. I'm, I'm aware that a lot of the listeners to the podcast think that I'm very anti-Craig. I, <laughs> I Whatever Craig... gave you that opinion. <laughs> I think Craig is a fabulous, fabulous actor. I really do. But I think this incarnation of Bond and the direction of the Bond franchise is all that's gone wrong. I think that's 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 really where we yeah. are. I mean, look, we could go right back to the very beginning of this episode of well, the two, however many segments we separate this conversation into, <laughs> to say that Bond is not in the present, current, conscious of people. It's just not. It's a historical record. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that you have it coming out six times a year in such a convoluted way as it is, the longer it will be a historical relic. Maybe that's what it is now. Maybe the stuff that we all loved about Bond is history. Maybe it well, is. I don't know. We're lucky that if we don't like the new ones, that we have such a, a rich amount of movies mm. that we can celebrate yeah. and enjoy. And it's always a problem yeah. with franchises. They get reinvented. They develop. Um, I mean, you think about Batman, just to draw a parallel, because I'm... Just about Batman to mention, fan. yeah. You know, and, and yeah. once upon a time I thought Adam West was, was stupid. And now I realise Adam West was a goddamn genius. And <laughs> his, it, it, I mean, it's, it's immense. But, you know, I love Michael Keaton as well. And I like the Christian Bale ones, but I might not like, like the next one. And the answer is I just won't watch the damn things. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you know. And... Don't need to get offended. Unless you're so invested. In, I mean, we're so invested in Bond. We're so excited. For yeah, we want them to be good. There is I think, potential I think to be good. You, yeah. you go in and you get disappointed. I remember that with Dying of the Day. I was, I was really furious. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and because the trailers were pretty good, I was really thought They were amazing, oh, yeah. weren't they? It was going to be great. And I remember watching being <laughs> in the cinema and the excitement in the cinema when the trailer came on and it looked way more fun. And it almost like they'd edited some of the fun bits out when the final film came <laughs> out. And I just thought this is, and then the car's invisible and there's the whole surfing. <laughs> <laughs> you kept that one out of the trailer look, for look, a reason. I love how you've given they feast a real pass there, Carrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that's actually really butt point because up to that point it's not a terrible movie it's got no, some, I agree, no, no. I agree. that's it's, a real okay. flashing light isn't it and it's just like what is they feast <laughs> and what's the, the knife and the fruit about mm, you know yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> glad it exists I, I can't that's, that's the one I can show bits of other movies to the kids but I can't I mean, this is a dirty, great orgasm in the middle of yeah, the there is. Day. I can't, can't show my children this. I mean, it's a disgrace. Wow. I can show them Crest's head blowing up. That's fine. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Can't show them this. Embarrassing watching the rude bit. Hi, this is Andreas Wisniewski, and you're listening to Really 007. We did say we'd 
mention a bit the, the parallels with Batman. I've, I haven't thought about this really, but of course, Batman 89, the right, let's take it much darker. Yeah. Same year as License to Kill. And then 2005, Batman Begins, 2006, Casino Real. It's like, this is the new down to earth Batman. We've never seen this before. Yeah. But actually, we have. It's, it's, I think it's, the, di- the difference is that, of course, yeah. the, the Nolan films have humour in them. Do you know what I mean? They're more loving and they've got more... I don't, I don't want to completely do, do down on the Craig films. No, again. because, I mean, Casino Real is, is terrific. I, I think it's a really good yeah. movie. And I, I, when I saw that, I was absolutely blown away by it. I, I, and the action in it is, is terrific. The relationship with Vesper is, is well done. It maybe goes on a bit a little long in places, but, you know, it pushes stuff. The torture scene is, 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 is an interesting scene that they, they were willing to go that far and, and, and put that in. I, I think it was a really interesting thing to do. But you're right to say that, you know, everything new is, has, has got a precedent, you know. Uh, I mean, I do, when I'm teaching, I, I do, you know, stru- story structure and archetypal characters. And, you know, because students being the way they are, and uh, a lot of them don't know old stuff. So they go, okay, let's look at Harry Potter. Well, you know, Harry Potter is, is basically the same as Star Wars. You know, the Star Wars is basically the same as Lord of the Rings, and Lord of the Rings is basically King Arthur. And you go through all of these things. And the story structure is underpinned. So, so, yeah, things go in the zeitgeist shifts. The, the, the Bonds, the Craig Bonds are heavily influenced by the Bourne movies, obviously. And, you know, Quantum of Solace uses Dan Bradley, who was the action coordinator on, on, on the, the Bourne movies. They've always absorbed the zeitgeist as it shifted around. The problem is, is, is how do you retain a core identity yes. and move with the zeitgeist? Because there's a point maybe you move too far and then you lose the core identity and, and then you're something else entirely. But yeah, I mean, the Batman films are more able to reinvent because they have no even loose continuity. They just, we're just starting again constantly. Hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting after Craig finishes because this is, you know, like mm. his last movie. Is the next Bond the same Bond or do we reboot again? How does that work? Because I, I was thinking about this because Casino Royale, like I say, I love, but it does paint you into a bit of a corner is that yeah it should have been a one-off we were saying yeah and then you could have just come back to oh yeah no yeah but then if you're going to have judy dench's m in that that then confuses the hell out of everything yes yeah 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 but but i think like bond bond audiences are quite forgiving in terms of the timeline as we said earlier on you know like yeah i I wouldn't have a solitary problem just assuming that if if casino Royale was a one-off i wouldn't have any problem at all assuming that oh this look how cool is this we've got like a early days bond in his stripes movie and then we're back into Daniel Craig's Bond doing all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Before he's too old in Skyfall. Yeah, well, like... (laughs) But, yeah, but absolutely, if they'd gone on... um, And I didn't mind Quantum of Solace having that... No, no. I thought that's quite interesting, picking up the movie straight after the last Bond film. Bold, definitely bold. Really bold and really interesting, and the car chase and, and, and stuff. But, again, it's sort of like, okay, and now he's James Bond at the end of it. Okay. So why can't I have a gun barrel at the start of Skyfall then if he's James Bond now? Because I want my Absolutely. gun barrel. Absolutely. Where, where's my gun barrel? I demand my fucking gun barrel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> too much, do we? Is, yeah. is that a, a famously a, a hill you will die on, Kerry? You know what? It's, it's, Spectre's got on, though. So. It, it, it's yeah. a really important moment in a Bond movie, and I can see why they didn't do it in Casino Royale, but it sets the feel and the tone and the music and it... It's a ritualistic thing. It's a really important it is, thing, isn't it? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I want it back. And it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, I sound like an absolute 
authoritarian idiot or whatever here. It's non-negotiable for me. It it's there. It goes in. And yeah, yes, I can see why they did it in Casino Royale, but then that that then just gives you free license. Oh, you can mess about with that now. You can you can stick it at the end, you know, you can do this, that, and the other. And then if you bring in someone like Sam Mendes, well, I'm not going to be bound by, you know, your the mm. rules of what's gone before. I, I think, you know, it's it's something that you need right at the start. You get the Bond theme, you get your actor, if it's his first time, you get to see him as Bond straight yeah. away, mm. even if you then don't, you know, see him in oh. the action straight away. The the elements are just sort of gradually sort of stripped away and then they're trying to put them back, but they're not in the right order. Yeah. And, and Why do you not have yeah. that, but always have the, t- the theme song, title sequence? You know, that's surely far more jarring yeah. it splits up the film I don't you know it's... yes I but... agree Tom I've never thought about it like that like how much more jarring marketing. it is to yeah, have a four minute title it? sequence in a film Without... yeah. mm. at the 20 minute mark rather than just a four second gun barrel at the start yeah yeah. without sounding like cynical you're talking about a company that struggled to make ends meet and you look at then like the last few times they've just got the most popular artist to do the song it's a way of making money, isn't it? That's the yeah. Main I mean, thing. that starts actually, um, and and again, this is not against the Cheryl Crow theme, but that starts really with Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm. It's like, how do we engage sort of an MTV younger audience? Because Goldeneye makes money, but it's kind of okay. Your dad likes it, so how do we get that? That's why Garbage, mm. no, do yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's not yeah. enough, and and Madonna, bless her. Um, <laughs> Tom's a defender. Oh, I didn't mind the song. Whether it belongs in the movie is a different question, but I don't mind the song. And that's... It's a, it's a, it could be. It's a it funny be. movie, so it's a funny song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I I'm much it... more worried about a cameo than I am about the song. Well, yeah. it could be a brilliant end credit sequence song. Dun, 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 really good. Dun, dun. So bomb. But I thought, like, when I heard horrendous. the title, you know, I heard the... Don't listen to them, John. I thought she'd go with a ballad, you know. Yeah, it's so unpredictable, isn't it? Yeah, but no, she going, like, full... Techno. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's very much like music, which everyone well, was going to yeah. say. Massive hit, but yeah. now, oh no, it's silly music, even though it's pretty but much I, I, song. I think it's another example of your hand. You know, I, I'm a bit more of. I'm not as angry at that song, although you know. But it's again, it's <laughs> so another good. thing. You're handing you're handing something over that's yeah. to someone who's not going to be as bothered about the you know the heritage and the machine of Bond and the the you know yeah. everything like that, and then. So she'll she'll just do what she wants, and then you can't say no. To, you can't say no. Sorry, Madonna, we're not actually having this song. You, That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's another example that's gradually been, in my opinion, yeah. eroded. Yeah. No, I, I think it's true, and I think it is it is is absolutely about the synergy of the marketing and and how we target different audiences, how we get play, whether it's on MTV. I guess I don't know if it's MTV even a thing anymore, but it was certainly <laughs> back in the nineties. You know, or how do we get YouTube hits? And you know. Billie Eilish's song, you know, whether we like it or not, that's a definite decision to target a younger demographic mm. and a female demographic. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you, you know, you're spending two, three hundred movie million dollars on a movie. Yeah. What are you going to do? Although I sometimes beg his belief when I watch the movie. I think I can see a lot of money, but two or three hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes... John Glenn got more bang for his buck, didn't he? Good grief. Well, absolutely. And um, and like <laughs> we mentioned the Mission Impossible movies, they cost about half that. They're, they're doing it for yeah, yeah. 50 million. And the last one, we had some Bond stunt, you know, they had a halo jump for God's sake, we've seen that before. Some, yeah. you know, really Bondian moments, and you think, oh, why is it costing so much, and why is it taking so long? It is, but we, you know, we're frustrated fans, so we just want yeah. a Bond movie. To come back to the, these two films, it's just like it, everything seems to have led up to these two, and 
particularly license to kill, like you say, it's almost an end of an era where mm. it it cannot get any better. And and uh, a golden eye is terrific, and I, mm. I, I don't think that could have been a better re reboot. Not a reboot in terms of the character, mm. but the franchise. The Dalton, like they say, the Brosnan franchise. I think we were very lucky to have it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we we're very very blessed to have yeah. that. And the best video games. You know, some of the yeah, best yeah. games, obviously, we need them back as well. 64, mm, yeah. but everything or nothing is, is fab. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. I haven't played that yeah. in years. That's a, that's a terrific game. Did you play, have, you ever, have you ever played the, the, the tie in? Well, it wasn't quite a tie in, the License to Kill. Was it like James no, Bond the, 007 or some generic? There was, there was a couple of ones. There was a License to Kill game that was on things like the, the Commodore 64 and the Amstrad, Just and imagine. Thing, which is a top down <laughs> um, scrolling game where you there's a helicopter level and, and stuff. There was Double Seven the Jewel, which Jewel. was on the yeah, yeah. Sega yeah. whatever. Mega Drive. I think. Never got to or play Masters. that. Never. No. Yeah, one of them. But nothing to do with Sanchez. There's no. Yeah, the no, end level, you have to set him alight. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that brings it, Kerry, to the 007 Legends game, oh, which yeah. License to Kill is oh. featured in. But Moonraker is a prominent uh, part of that game, isn't it? It is. It is. And for some strange <laughs> reason. I am in that level, which is quite nice because I was born in 79 and Moonraker is the oh, 79 yeah, yeah. Bonfield. But nice. um, it's a weird story. Uh, there was a competition on the 007 Legends when it was announced. They had a website. And um, the day before the competition closed, I saw this and I thought, oh, well, I'll have a go. And you had to write an idea, <laughs> a Bond villain, and upload a photo. And I had a wonderful photo my wife had done. Um, one of the movies I've researched is Straw Dogs, which is fascinating and difficult. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah, yes, yeah, Skyfall. Can we do another uh, podcast on that? Yeah, we could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could yeah, do. Yeah. But if you know the poster for Straw Dogs, it's a really interesting poster. Yeah. There's nothing with cracked glasses. And yes. she, my yeah. wife, who's a brilliant photographer, had done a picture of me with an old pair of glasses that I sort of smashed and they cracked. Oh. So that was my Bond villain picture. And I had to write a, a Bond villain. I, it, his last name was Killfeather, which is a real name, Killfeather, which I saw on a notice board at university. And I thought, well, that, I'm stealing that name the future that's like <laughs> the most bond villain name yeah. i've ever heard so hmm. um and killfeather i can't i can't remember what i wrote particularly <laughs> but anyway two people won i won and a guy in america and um i had to have dots put on my face <sighs> my wife took loads of pictures and so good, they God. digitized me into the game and i'm not in space sadly i'm on i'm on the earth side of the moonraker level but all right it, it, there is a particular corridor where you get to, to slap me silly if you want to. This is and so I'm in, good. <laughs> and I'm, the best bit is I'm in the multiplayer. So you can play me. I'm a playable character in multiplayer. This you is amazing. Four people playing me, shooting me. <laughs> um, which, and of course, this is on the PlayStation 3. I've got a copy. I don't have a PlayStation 3 anymore, stupidly. Um, but, you know, I've had friends, you know, just, just, just literally slapping my avatar. And so if you look for the Drax henchman in the game, that's me. Um, and it's, it's really a weird honour. It's, it's not the best James Bond game ever, sadly, but, it, you know, it's fun. And it's fun to, to be Daniel Craig to shoot you in a video game or, or whatever. <laughs> he does lazy you. So that's, it's a bizarre thing, but it's cool. I, I've just, um, while you were talking there, Carrie, I've just uh, found it um, pre-owned on Amazon. I've just bought it. Oh well, I'm not saying we it's a, we've got. I'm not PS3. saying it's good. <laughs> no, but we've got a PS3 it's, in the, it's, in the front it's, room. So. It's a it's a weird movie actually, and if you think about the Craig continuity, it's an interesting thing. So yeah, it's set yeah. at the start of Skyfall when Craig falls off, and the idea is is while James Bond is drowning or whatever, he's remembering his past adventures, 
and it writes <laughs> Goldfinger Moonraker on a Majesty's Secret Service license to kill and die another day into the Craig continuity. It's just mm. what choices? Die another day. Die another day. So well, it's a video yeah. game, ready-made video game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. And so it's 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 a bizarre game. Uh, but yeah, I sat with friends. I I took it in students and let them shoot me as well. They found that quite. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a cool thing th- thing to have done. It's just random, and it's just the look. I saw the website and I wrote something, and and it happened. So either I was brilliant, or I'm the one person in Britain who saw it, and uh, no. <laughs> destined to be a big player in the Bond. Uh, well, absolutely, and it's a bit of an omen. And um, I do love Moonraker as well, so that was kind of a cool. Oh. Because Moonraker's fabulous, isn't it? It's class. It's great. It's great fun. Class. It's full on Roger Moore. I actually prefer it to Spy You Love Me, although it's very similar to Spy. I think. I know, controversial, but I think Moonraker yeah. is like purely 100% Roger Moore Bond all the way through, over the top, just go, just batshit crazy film. Mm. Carrie, I might, mm. I might be pushing towards agreeing with you these days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't used to, but the, I, I, yeah. more I watched John Barry as well. John Barry really adds, adds something. Oh, he yeah. always adds. But, and the, you know what? The special, some of the special effects are actually oh, really amazing. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rocket launches and, and the Ken Adams sets are are so good. It knows what it is, though, doesn't it? Yes. That's the thing. It's very self-aware. It's it, it knows <laughs> it's silly at parts, and it's happy to go along with that. And it's you can exotic. appreciate that. Oh, it's very exotic. It is exotic, it's yeah. It's an adventure movie, is yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. absolutely. Yeah. And, um... With a bondola. <laughs> 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 but but uh, you've got to laugh, though, at the gondola and... Yeah, the pigeon and his straight the, face. The bloke with the, you know, uh, I love that bloke who turns up in three of John Glenn. You have to talk, ask James, yeah. John Glenn about you know oh, people the... looking at drinks. Oh yeah, the drink yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Drink yeah. Guy. <laughs> love the and all those sorts of sorts of things because those those silly little touches, but they bring they're, they're a lot of fun, and they're they're really important, I think, to to that. So yeah, Moonraker's Moonraker's great, brilliant. So <laughs> you know, discussion on the. Gritty, realistic. Uh, <laughs> the ends with Moonraker. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely, but yeah, you no. know, but I would settle for away, I would know? settle for a Moonraker. You know, no, no time yeah, like that. It's like Moonraker. I'd settle for that. I'd, oh. I'd that. Um, because it, it is fun, and, and look, I love License Skill, and, and you know, it is my favourite Bond film, and I, I think it's a superb film because of the dramatic depth and the the action is. And we're not really talked about the action, but the action is yeah, superb. Yeah. It is insane. Mm. The tanker trace is just brilliant. The the uh, the full burn that the stuntman does. Oh, at the end, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, Western maybe, but yeah. that is so so dangerous. And it was cut in the original UK release, which is scandalous. Yeah. Really. Because the stuntman deserves us to watch. Yes, yeah, him on yeah. fire. Because yeah. it was a big, big thing at the time in the sort of press junkets that I remember being told by my older brother. You know, like this this guy was actually burned. He had, he was actually burned a lot. No, you know, he didn't die. But this was like the first time it ever been done. This real, yeah, like his whole body, head, everything. It's absolutely it's just incredible. You could have had everything. Don't you want to know why?
and the payoff with the lighter and it, it, yeah, it, it just ends the perfect. perfect film in a perfect Absolutely. way, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. And the structural structure of that, and you, you yeah. talked earlier about the payoff with, with Pam with the, you know, why didn't you ask me? Yeah. That again, yeah. everything pays off that is set up. It all yeah. comes round again and it, nothing feels tacked on and retconned in or, or yeah. you know, yeah. it's like the end of, of a Spectre where you just like, Okay, this is this feels like I've suddenly we've added an extra scene to try and tie everything up. Yeah, yeah. It just it just sits whole into itself and it works so beautifully. And Moonraker. Then you're on a white note. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in in a very different way. But that's the amazing thing about the Bond franchise is you can have Moonraker and you can have License to Kill. I mean, mm. that's that's mad, really. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's both follow the same crazy. Structure. Not yeah, really. no, no. <laughs> um, I, you know that's that would be if you could choose a representative movie of, of each Bond. I guess you go with probably Goldfinger for, for Connery. I guess that's the one that sets it. Maybe Moonrake and the License to Kill. You watch those three back to back, and you throw in yeah. on a Majesty's Secret Service. You are all over the place as a franchise, but that's that's yeah. kind of beautiful in its but own. I still feel feel like I'm hitting the right notes, the notes that mean yeah. something to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I think, I mean, we we have kicked Spectre and, and Skyfall a bit today, and and, and I, surprise, without surprise. going on too much, I think that there Welcome are those. Welcome to not... my nuclear family. No, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we do that regularly, but yeah. But they try and hit some of those beats in Spectre, and it doesn't pay off. It's like the train fight, which is quite good, but it doesn't make sense because they, if he's supposed yeah, to go there, you when just... you're trying to kill him. Yeah, yeah. In isolation, yeah. in isolation. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it feels like things that you know yeah it's like the the gadgets in the car in the, you know the car chase i don't think really works but the idea isn't a terrible one it's just a bit flat in execution and and then you know the brother thing but you know move on <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad it upsets cool. other people because i thought you know you do wonder if it's just yourself it's just like you know i know that annoys me is it's not in fleming if you're going to go back to bond's past you should stick with fleming because yeah. he, he set that you know, he didn't go there. And you don't need Blofeld to have a link to Bond. Blofeld is, it's okay. Blofeld's just the bad guy. I think there's this de- yeah. desire in writing and, and franchise where everything has to yeah. always link up to everything mm. else. Yeah. 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 I, um, I, I really, you know, and uh, we've discussed this quite a lot, but firstly, if you, if you've got, if you're having Blofeld then, and you, and you're making a big thing of him, making him the, the villain of the film and then, then do it. Then, then say it from the start, have him from the start. Don't, don't pussyfoot around it. You know, I think, you know, so for example, like in The Dark Knight, we all knew that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker yeah. and he's the Joker all the way through it. It's not like, oh, well, no, no, we won't actually call him the Joker. We'll, uh, we won't say anything, you know, well, you know, and then, so firstly, that was the, that was one problem I had with it, that that they did a bit like what they did with Star Trek uh, mm. Into Darkness. Yeah. And they, yeah, they tried to conceal it, but not sort of, you know, yeah. well, I don't know what, you know, the, the thing is, it doesn't mean anything to those characters. So it's just to the audience, if, if you know what yes, I mean. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's only well, a surprise. So when, when he says, my, you know, I've been going by the name of Stavro Blofeld, like Daniel Craig's Bond says, you know, oh, catchy name or so, I can't remember. But then the brother thing to try and do that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think you should ever do the villain of it being Bond's stepbrother or anything in any circumstances. But to make him also Blofeld is... You yeah. know, it's a crime punishable by. It does and look, don't you? If you're going to call your film Spectre, anybody knows anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just you it's, know they even yeah. have the octopus. And the logo is quite cool with the bullet hole and the octopus. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Great. Well, it's be yeah amazing. And, and I thought you'd say you prefer the Quantum organization. And you've you've cast Christoph Waltz. So, yeah. 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 Who is he going to be? 
really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just so you're not you're not. But fooled. then he gets arrested as soon as he's done something. He's just, yeah. it's just. But, you, yeah. but, but it's lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's lazy. You can't, you can't write yeah. if you can't write drama into something. Then the quickest way to get drama is you add a family connection. Yeah, yeah. Or yes. something like that. And yeah. that, that suddenly you've got your drama ready made. It is lazy. It's yeah, I agree. I, I, and I think, and I did prefer, you know, and I would have been fine with Quantum being Spectre, but I particularly dislike trying to retcon Skyfall into that context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if yeah. you think about it's Doctor a, No, so much you would love, then Goldfinger sits outside and then Thunderball brings yes. um, Spectre back. Yeah. So Skyfall could have just sit on its own and we could have gone back. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think well, they originally right. intended that. And then... Why did they have to be linked? Because, because it, it was wouldn't... popular. Because it was the most popular film. Blofeld yeah. wouldn't have had enough posters to put on the wall. Very, very true. Either way, We've got license skill and, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're bloody brilliant. They're bloody brilliant. <laughs> Can I ask you, Carrie? How, how often yeah. do you watch? How often do you watch them? Those two films? Well, I, I you know what, I, I, I watch them back to back Sunday for this, and hmm. I can't remember. I mean, I go through periods where I watch Bond films quite a lot, and then I don't. And yeah. it depends, and I, you know, and again, they're on TV so much, I end up watching like half of Octopussy once every two weeks possibly in Britain I, <laughs> like it's on a lot um, that's not a bad thing necessarily yeah. so no, it's not <laughs> I, I come I just come back to them every now and then you know a couple of times a year probably and obviously if I'm going to talk to guys like yourselves I'll, I'll put them on and check them out but it's, I quite like giving them a bit of space yeah I do yeah. then they they surprise me again and they excite mm. me again yeah when, mm. I, when I re-watch them but I mean when I was young I just watched them but it's video nice just to, ruined yeah. yeah absolutely it's it's nice to to let them sit and then see them anew and I, I I need to go I still haven't been able to see either of them on the big screen which is really depressing oh. and I need to be able to do that um, I think they are coming back is it the Prince Charles or yes and I'm not I don't think I'll London, be able to yeah. do that which is really frustrating because I would love to see it's great watching old movies I, I went down to the the, the National Film Theatre ages ago and watched Superman the movie with a, oh. a oh, audience dear. and it's a beautiful restored print Oh, it was the best time I've had because oh. everybody laughed and cheered. And yeah, cheered and oh. into it. it was such a wonderful time. So it would be great to go and see these movies that way and see them anew on the big because they're designed, yeah. they're filmed to be big. And I'm not, you know, yeah, at least they've resisted that, you could say, with no time yes, to die. You know, they, they are trying to wait to have it yeah. as a theater moment, yeah. So. And, and and you know, I really think. That we've we've seen a massive and you know I'm, I absolutely love TV series you know limited series long running series but a film is an event yeah it's like it's, you know a film like a Bond film is an event yeah. that people should yeah. anticipate and then you go and then you might you might go again to the cinema to see it or you know you you then wait for it to come on the and then you can watch it whereas it's very difficult to rewatch the whole of a TV series constantly or I know some people yeah, do yeah. some but it's very well, that, I think that's generation my daughter does that yeah she, but how. How how many how many TV series you know quite because... a lot I think and, <laughs> fair enough when they, and it's but it's really interesting and you know seventeen issues and and you know she's of what they call digital natives so kids who are, are grown up with digital technology they don't know any different they don't know what it's like to put a tape into a machine to try and load a Commodore sixty four game for twenty minutes to then crash yeah. it after the squiggly line moves two inches and we sound old but we'll move on. But she, <laughs> does, she does watch series again and again, and and you know um, she loves Brooklyn Nine Nine, and she's watched that God knows how many mm. times. So, I, like, I, like I say, a film, yeah, it's just. I but I, yeah, I agree the the event and the ritualization that goes into the not just the film but the cinema. Yeah, yeah. cinemas are, are great, wonderful places. We have a couple of 
we have decent cinema in Boston. The, the, the Savoy Cinema is a nice one, but we have a couple of really special cinemas here. We have um, an Everyman in Lincoln, which is... Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're beautiful places. But we have a, a place in Woodall Spa called the Kinema in the Woods, which is uh, basically a cinema as if the 1950s hasn't stopped. Oh. Oh. They have an intermission and they have a, a, a lady bring you ice creams if you want. Oh. Still. Oh. oh, there we go. Every film needs an intermission. Well, a hero, Michael know. Kamen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> cinemas are beautiful places and I, I had a lot of really great memories I mean the cinema I went to as a kid which burned down ironically after being turned into a nightclub called Flames <laughs> oh sounds brilliant um, sounds so soon the millennium it was a, dr- a dreadful cinema it was a proper sticky floor flappy oh. theatre seats I'm sure the screen was slightly yellow because you could you know people had smoked so much in there Spectre would have gone down well there was one, yeah. I'm sure there was one massive speaker behind the screen but some of my best memories are going to watch you know Goldeneye uh, there for the second time oh. first movie I watched twice in the oh. cinema yeah and yeah I, I, it, they had a very loose uh, age restriction policy there, so Train Spotting, Pulp Fiction, Leon, Crikey. all these sorts of movies I got to watch Good when I was me. clearly underage, but it was a really <laughs> So, you know, cinema's bloody brilliant. Love this. Yeah. And we might be going next week to see. My wife is a horror fan, so the new Saw movie, I think. I might oh, be, yeah. Cool. I might be in to see. Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. so it's a weird idea, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? No way those things should work. But... Yeah, so no. we'll see. See if they do. Oh, love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, so thank you, Carrie, for joining us. Mm. Like we say, the book is brilliant. Thank um, you very much. Again, viewers, if you, and listeners, if you haven't um, if you haven't read it, then please do. It's it's very, it's fairly brief and it's fairly to the point, mm. and it's yeah, you can you can read it in a, a couple of hours. It's absolutely brilliant. And of course, if you're coming into it from loving Dalton and loving the bomb, well, you're going to love it. But I think for people who maybe are a little bit reticent on the Dalton years, especially, yeah, if you read this, it just gives you a bit of that what was going on at the time, what was going on in like the eighties and the background to it and the themes that run through it that perhaps you didn't get the first time. I can't recommend it enough. And I think you've heard Carey, obviously he knows his stuff and he is a Bond fan. He loves James yeah, Bond. Absolutely. And that's the main thing. All of us, that's why we're here. And yeah, we can only be positive about these films. So thank you, Carrie, for You're joining welcome. us. Thank you very much. Yeah, more than yeah, more than much. Really loved it. Great to meet you, Carrie. Yeah, and you guys. And uh, it would be great to speak again if you want to do a scene-by-scene analysis. Oh, there we go. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.